Hello again, everybody. Great to have you along on yet another edition of Conversations of Connection, Mental Wellness in Sports and Life. My name is Scott Murray. Hello, and I'm Dr. Nina Riastoria, and welcome to our show today. Delighted to have all of us with us here today, and I'm really excited about our guest here today. I am too. Well, I tell you why, because he's he's not only a great football player and somebody we got a chance to be, you know, involved with as a member of the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and all that good stuff. Right. Back in the 80s, when uh, head coach Tom Landry was still uh, calling the shots. But he's so involved just in, in, in everything that goes on in our community as well. And so that's why all these years later, he was there from, from 1980 to 1989. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, where'd Timmy Newsom go? He's right here. He's here. I, I'm, do, I'm on different boards with him. He's just a good guy making a difference in the, in the world. And that's, uh, that's what we certainly need. Mm-hmm. So... He's going to motivate and inspire yes. a lot of us out there. Well, I think so. Ladies and gentlemen, according to Nina and Scott, the one and only, <laughs> Timmy Newsom. How are you, my friend? I am doing very well. Thank good. you, Scott. Good, good. Yes. You look good in your Cowboys blue. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? If I was to oh, sum up, we, we just shared a little info with the world and, and you know, your 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 tenure with the, the, the Cowboys during the decade of the 80s. What about uh, since then, though? Well, I've had my technology business for right. 30 years. In fact, I'm going to celebrate my 30th year anniversary of my technology company. Take 20 seconds and talk about that technology business and what you, what you founded. Yeah. Uh, well, it was founded in 1991 and okay. we provide unified communications and collaborations, products and services to the midsize and enterprise market. And so that's what we've been doing for the past 15 and 20 years. I started out as a computer programmer analyst and Gil Brandt was the person that got me my first job. When I got to Dallas, and he, of course, was the player personnel director right. for the Cowboys. And so I've just been having fun doing that since I retired. Yeah, now in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, member of the Cowboys Ring of Honor. So, uh, you know, he's, he's a good man. He's when a you, good man. You, you talk about all that he was involved with, you know, he's yes. just incredible. That's exactly incredible. right. Very, very uh, iconic in, in the great success of the Cowboys. Indeed. Well, it is great to see you, and I talk about your involvement in the community. You're still so out there. Uh, tell us why you do that and some of the groups that you are involved with. Well, I think my mother had a lot to do with it. My parents were both very involved in the community uh, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And so it's just an offshoot of that, just trying to continue her legacy and my father's legacy and community involvement. Good for you. Good but, for you. You know, speaking of family, because I always find it so interesting when you grow up. I know you had quite a few siblings. That's right. right. And yet you you continue to do all these things. What do you think it was about your family life that really impacted you a lot? I think the the thing that helped me was that um, we got along very well. And my father was a farmer. And so we spent a lot of time on the farm together doing various things. And we were having fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we were always around each other. And we always challenged each other in various ways. I had two older brothers who played football. They were very good. And I just emulated the things that they did. and. I just decided to take it a little bit further than they did. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> That's a great question you ask him, Nina, because it you you address the work ethic. The first every time that somebody says, I grew up on a farm or I had a great family and we all worked together on the farm, there's just a real esprit de corps that everybody comes together. And and, and it's a great learning experience, I think, for a child, isn't it? It really is. Um, it teaches you responsibility. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, there are things that we have to do every day. And they're chores that we have to take care of. And so it was really about being responsible in that way so that um, we can earn a living. Yeah. 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 And from a mental wellness standpoint, the people that you 
deal with on a daily day basis. I'm sure when you see people like this, you know that they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a good mindset. And so you talk about, this is what we just had to do. What would happen if you didn't do that? Right. I'm just right. curious. <laughs> I'm curious about that. Trouble. Well, I have a 18 year old son and I'm trying to think of creative ways to instill in him a work ethic. And it's a very different dynamic. Yeah. I can't say, let's go and look at the chickens or let's go and <laughs> pick grapes and that sort of thing. So I have to use other creative methods to motivate them. And sometimes it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And if I tried to say to him what I used to do, dad, that's not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not me, dad. You, you, so you have to be more hear, creative. You hear the word entitlement used a lot when you talk about young people today. Right. Yes. That's the old, no question. No where question. does that come from? Where does where that all of a sudden come from? It seems like it's, it's so widespread. Well, you know, America was a very rural country for many years, and now people are gravi gravitating to the city. And so as they move out of those rural areas, there's a different way of doing things. And I think that transitional period is what has uh, created the issues mm -hmm. that we have today. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You know, one of the things you also were talking about when you were talking about your dad and growing up and your family, you said we worked really hard, but he made it fun. Yeah. And I think that that fun mm -hmm. is missing a lot in life. Yeah. How do you keep the fun in your life? Because I'm assuming that you, you still have a little bit of fun just talking with you beforehand. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, for me, fun is uh, going working out and lifting weights. To me, fun is playing tennis. It looks like tennis. he still play football, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. When I saw him, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, and to me, fun is running. And so those are the things I do to enjoy myself. How do you how do you stay in that place to just keep on going when you're just like, I'm just tired. I'm just done. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to do this. What keeps you motivated to get up every day and do all that you are doing? All these things that you're involved with that Scott talked right. about. You're so involved. You care a lot. What keeps you so motivated? It's a habit. It's uh, it's something that I look forward to doing. There aren't very many days when I get up and say, you know, I don't really feel like doing this today. It's more like I need to take a break, and then tomorrow I'm going to get back up and do what I've been doing for the past uh, 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And so once it becomes a habit for me, it's just routine. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this: when you talk about mental health, mental wellness, that's what. What Dr. Nina is, is dealing with every single day of her life, and mm -hmm. she deals with a lot of sports teams. Mm -hmm. And you see some of the things, well, here, Dak, um, the, the Cow Dak Prescott, the Cowboys quarterback, mm -hmm. you know, had some issues. He, he lost his brother, and he just all the things from, a, from a, a, a mental health standpoint that are going on in sports, not specifically Dak now here as I, as I address this question to you, Timmy, but, but what it was like back in the day when you were playing and coming forward, what it might be now, because I know you still keep in touch with a lot of the fellas. Sure. What, 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 you know, this is what she's dealing with every single day. Right. It exists there. You look at these guys, guys like yourself and you think, Oh my gosh, he plays for America's team. Oh, that's Dallas Cowboys. Oh, he's, he's got everything going. Look at sure. But it's not always that way. Is it? No, it's not. I, I think for me and the time I came out, um, there were very few, opportunities to be criticized it was the paper or it was television television was very short the paper was another issue <laughs> so if you could navigate just those two mediums you were okay now you've got social media yeah. and it's endless and it's 24 hours a day seven days a week I can't even begin to fathom how I would react in this day's world that's a great point Sports. isn't it yeah it never is. really thought about that yeah yeah, it's, it's very, a whole very different. different. That's right. 
very so much so. So how, um, what are your like thoughts in regard to mental, mental health, mental wellness for you? What is keeping you in that mentally healthy place? And maybe what's some words of encouragement for those that are struggling that are athletes? Well, currently for me, I'm still motivated to earn a living. I'm still motivated to getting up every day and exercising so I can prevent uh, preventable illnesses. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key for me is to be able to wake up, still do what I do and do what I've been doing for the past 30 years. Uh, That's my motivation to go out and see the world and, and see what kind of difference I can make. Even though it may be very small, I just see what kind of difference I can make. What about for so? What would you say to the athlete today that came to you that says, "I'm struggling. I'm just finishing up football. I'm I'm don't know who I am. I'm I'm done playing NFL football, any or college level football or any sport." What would you tell them to help them Um, get into that place that you're at? Well, first of all, if they're at the end of the road and they haven't prepared themselves for the next chapter, that's a real tough one. I try to get them early enough to be prepared before that day comes so that transitional period is not as uh, traumatic. And so, but if they're already there, then there's counseling that's going to have to be taken into consideration because now they've got to transition into something else. And so do an assessment. Uh, There are services within the National Football League that help uh, former players provide an assessment as to what they can do going forward. And so that's the first step and, and seek that counseling and, and use it consistently. Um, I have two counselors. I have one in New Orleans and I have one in Washington, D.C., and they call me every few months and they give me a survey every few months as to my state of mind and my health. And that's very encouraging to know that someone cares about my well-being enough to call me and say, how are you doing? Yeah. Are there any issues? Is there anything that we can help you with? And so that's been very encouraging. What are some of the things that they might share? It's it's obviously, and maybe I even ask you, you see somebody like this, just in the short time you've gotten to know Timmy, he's a pretty level-headed guy, isn't he? He just seems really focused, and I'm mm-hmm. sure versus some of the other people at some of the other sports teams and what have you, whether it's collegiate, whether it's professional, yeah. are is, is quite different. As uh, yeah. I would say, Timmy's got his head pretty much screwed on he's in you know, the right place. way. Well, and he can give his feedback too, but what I'm seeing, and, and maybe you're yeah. seeing this too, is just... You're so intentional about overall mental health, physical Good point health, to, yeah. and you have you're just have a regimen, you have a routine, you're committed, mm-hmm. and you just you value health. That's why she's yes. the doctor. She's pretty perceptive, <laughs> isn't she? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but you value you have a certain you value health, you value good work ethic, work ethic, and you right. just everything that you're talking about. That's what gets you up and gets you going, gets you going. So. Um, and I love that you have that accountability mm-hmm. because that's what we need. Mm-hmm. We need a, we need mm-hmm. a race to sign up for to be accountable to exercise. He's running a marathon in a couple months. Yes. Amazing! Yes. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. And, and he's just doing a half in December. <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing a lot of great things, and so um, I love it. Yeah. Well, and so you know, playing off what Nina just shared specifically, what are some of the things that that uh, the people in in DC and where what was the other location that you talked about? New Orleans. Okay. Okay. What are they What are they talked about? What are they looking for? Because they obviously are dealing with other athletes that aren't near as emotionally together as as you are. Yeah. Well, I went to New Orleans back in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. 75% of that evaluation dealt from the neck up. Really? Yes. 75% of the evaluation. And it was a lot of question and answer. Um, There were some issues that 
they would bring up very of sensitive nature and just wanted to know what my state of mind is. And so um, when I sat and answered the questions, if one of the things they asked me, they says, well, do you think you'll ever you know, do counseling? I said, not only will I, I have. And I still do. Uh, I go to counseling. I want to you know, do a self-assessment every so often just to make sure everything's fine. Now, fortunately, the National Football League provides those services, and I do everything within my power to take advantage of those services. And so uh, I encourage any student athlete to participate in that process because you just never know when you're going to really need it. And so if you always make it a routine, when you have to have it, it's there. And the most important thing you've learned from it? Um, Stability. And it keeps me grounded. Um, Sometimes... I know it from my own personal point of view, when you have all the accolades that you have playing sports Mm -hmm. and you think you're better than everybody else, you need to get brought down a peg and you might as well do it on your own terms and not someone else's. And so that's what the counseling piece does for me is it keeps me grounded in a way that uh, I ordinarily could not do for myself. Very interesting. And that's kind of how I introduced him in the first place. One of the, you know, really, you are. Because I can be very cocky. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, not very much. Opposite of that, which I wanted to say about you, is you seem very humble. Like you have humility. He is. And I'm wondering, you know, going back, and I don't know where you need to go back, where did you get that lesson? That life lesson is, wow, I just, I am now learning about humility. And you carry that with you today. Well, that started with my parents. Yeah. Um, My mother and father were very humble people. My mother was a school teacher, and she taught the eighth grade. Um, But she was a very community-oriented person. And I remember very vividly uh, people coming into her home, grown-ups who couldn't read or write, and asking her to interpret a document. And so one day I looked at her. I said, "Mother, Mama, you're doing this for free why don't you take the money? She said, we have everything we need. And if I can help them be better, then that's what I'll do. And so I kind of sat and watched them operate Mm -hmm. and how they treated people. And that's kind of how I wanted to live my life. What great role models. Oh, for sure. Incredible role models. Your mother's my new best friend. Oh, yes. And (laughs) she... Wasn't that great? Yeah, and she she did very well. She has a building named after on the campus of her alma mater, Shaw University. And yeah, (laughs) yes, she did. (laughs) That's very cool. Yeah. That's very neat. I'm not, I'm for, I'm not surprised, Timmy. Really? Yeah. You know. Well, so we're talking all these great things that you've done. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I know for myself when I've gone through some tough times is where I have the biggest growth. And did you ever have, through your career, uh, have a really like difficult time where your mental health was challenged and you were able to get through it because of that? Oh, yes. Uh, there was one time in particular, I had been in the National Football League for maybe two or three years. And um, I guess it was the Dallas Morning News. They always published a year-ending grade of all of the players. And I'm, I picked up the paper and I'm looking at the grades that they gave everybody. And I got an F. No. <laughs> yeah, I literally. I was the only player on the team that got an F. And um, I'll that, never did forget that stand this. stand for fabulous? No, 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 no. Fantastic? No, no, yeah, right. no not at all. <laughs> it meant what it said. So uh, Dennis Thurman, who played uh, defense. Yeah, defensive back. I didn't even think the guy knew my name. 
So he calls me later that night. He says, look, you're not as bad as an F. He said, but I want you to do me a favor. Call Coach Landry. Never talked to Coach Landry. Why would I call Coach Landry? He said, listen, call Coach Landry and set up a meeting with him. He said, it'll change your life. So I hung the phone up, debated whether or not I should or not. So the next morning, I called Coach Landry, got a secretary. I said, I'd like to see Coach Landry. And she didn't even ask me what it was about. And she looked at his schedule and scheduled a time. A few days later, I went into his office. And uh, Coach Landry said, yeah, Timmy, what do you need? I said, Coach, I just have one question. Am I as bad as an F? And he laughed and laughed and laughed. He says, no, Timmy, you're not. However, (laughs) this is what I need out of that position. He said, I want you to get me the tough yards. I want you to be able to catch. And I want you to be able to uh, block very well. He said, now, if you can do those three things, you'll stay here. He said, if you can't, I'll find someone else. I said, well, coach, that's all I needed to know. He stood up, showed me to the door, and that was it. And ever since then, whenever I had an issue, I'd go see him. I did not leave it to chance. Very interesting. And that was a that was a career altering yeah. moment. What Dennis Thurman? Yeah, did I was going to say, and I can see Dennis doing that. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Dennis doing that. Yeah. Good for Dennis. That yeah. was yeah. That's 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 good stuff. That is, yeah. and, and, and the fact that you you pause for a minute when he said you need to go see Coach Landry, and you're like, huh? Yeah. Do I? And that that was a pivotal moment for you. Well, he was such an imposing figure for me at that time. Coach Landry. Coach Landry. Right. And I wasn't sure. For many of the players. For many of the players. Yeah. I mean, it created a lot of problems. It was just, yeah. wasn't just me. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, you could not do it and still visualize that F. Or you can do it and find out why the F was presented in the way it was. And so I realized that that grade emanated from the coaching staff mm-hmm. and their level of disappointment. It didn't come from the reporter. It came from the coaching staff. And so Coach Landry reaffirmed that that's where it came from. And it was up to me to change it. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. If you could change one thing about uh, life in the NFL, and it's, it's certainly different in the last couple of years, and I, I try and stay away if you can from COVID, and, and all that, the, you know, what's changed as a result of that. But I mean, just from a, from a mental wellness standpoint and all that, uh, you know, that you, if, if, if you could play social worker uh, or, 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 or uh, maybe not social worker so much, but uh, psychologist like Dr. Nina, uh, what, what, what would you do? What would you like to see changed in, in well, maybe not just in sports, but in, 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 in America, in, in, in life, in our regular life? Um, you know, because that's the name of our show is mental wellness sure. in sports and in life. What, what, what comes to mind? I just think um, from what I've seen, uh, players need to take advantages of the services that are available to them. Yeah, you mentioned that just a minute ago. Uh, yeah. You'd be surprised how many former players won't utilize those services. Yeah. Why, why is that, Timmy? Yeah. I think a lot of it's bravado, arrogance. Yeah. You know, you were arrogant once and why not remain that way? Right. Because it right. worked once. Mm-hmm. But being able to pivot and say, yeah, you know, I'm vulnerable yeah. and I do need the assistance. And so uh, I'll give you an example. I don't I don't drink. And so but this wouldn't necessarily apply to me. But if a guy is drunk at a bar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all he has to do is use an 800 number 
Or he can give an 800 number to a friend before he drinks. Mm -hmm. And someone will come pick him up and take him home free of charge. Right, right. Those little things are available. And so uh, it's just utilizing the services that are available, I Mm -hmm. think, that would be uh, monumental. The National Football League has come an awfully long way uh, from the days I was playing. And so they've done a lot of things very well. That's great to hear. And so it's just utilizing those services. Well, and one of the things you also mentioned is being vulnerable. They're too prideful. And has that always been easy for you to be open and vulnerable growing up and throughout your life? Not at all. I was going to no, say. I am the polar opposite. But yeah, you're doing you it. You know, right? for me to sit here right now and have a conversation, <laughs> people will say, you, you're making a what? A speech? Yeah. But over time, I just decided that um, if I am going to continue to be a presence, then I might as well come out of my shell. Mm-hmm. And this is a way to do that. Mm-hmm. Making a difference. Making a difference. Yeah. Well, I tell you. Closing question. Anything else you want to know before we wrap it here? Um, well, what is the one message you want everyone to know about you and what you stand for today? Wow. Great um, question. I think the overriding thing about what I try to project is a certain level of consistency uh, in terms of what I believe in and the values that I've always mm-hmm. uh, tried to live up to. And so um, what they see in me, I can lead by example or I can be assertive and say things that hopefully make sense. Yeah. And that's really what I'm about. And you went to college down in the state of North Carolina? Yes. Okay. So what would you say to some youngster that comes from your home state or here in the great state of Texas or any place across the country, playing off what Nina just asked you, what's the message that you would share to them, knowing what you went through when you came out of college and, and joined the Cowboys in 1980, I mean, that's 40, that's four decades plus a, a, ago. What's, what's the message you share? The one thing I always tell young people who are interested in athletics, um, greatness is not defined by what you do when everybody's watching. It is what you do when nobody's watching. And that's the key. Oh, that's awesome. If you enjoy it while nobody's watching, then you, you're well on your way of having a quality athletic career. Outstanding. Yeah. Right. Timmy, you're, you're the best. Can't thank you enough for stopping by. Thank you, Scott. Thank we you. we have thank a chance you, to see why he continues to do so many great things yes. for so many other people, too. Motivating people just by example. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for yep. being here. Yep. Yeah. Thank well, you. That's great. Thank you much, my friend. All right. Thank you. Yep. And thanks to all of you as well for yet another edition of Conversations of Connection. We're talking about uh, mental wellness in sports and life. Timmy Newsom, former Dallas Cowboy and a great uh, entrepreneur of, of uh, so many things, technology and what have you, but maybe more importantly, giving a difference in our community and, and making a difference where we need it most. And that uh, is really special. It's wonderful. Great. So until next time, I'm Scott Murray. I'm Dr. Nina Astoria. See you next time. Be safe. <laughs>